Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating and really the most helpful leaders in the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And this day, my friend, you're going to learn how to make soap. And you're also going to learn how suds and a really well-crafted spirit can lead you to the success you want in both your labors at home and at work. And you're going to learn all of this from a dazzlingly energetic lady who literally from her kitchen table launches a crafting empire of brambleberry handcraft provisions with over two and a half thousand products bringing in millions of revenue and contributing out satisfactions to the thousands of customers in this very quiet but very very numerous and growing industry of home crafting yes miss Anne Marie Fayola has forged an example of really a fulfilled life and business which she's now sharing with you in her latest book and program series live your best day ever so whether you are the chief counsel of a major automotive corporation seeking to re-wrench his career anew like David or a talented book editor and multi-dimensional crafter seeking to blend all aspects of a joyously phonetic life like Christian. Just lick the tip of your pencil and prepare for some old-fashioned and innovative wisdom from Amory Fayola. And a feast of wisdom is all carefully coming your way, cuisined to make your careers thrive and your ventures flourish. Amory, I'm so glad that you could rinse off your hands and join us today. Well, thank you so much for having me, and thank you so much for that lovely introduction. <laughs> well, this is this is going to be a lot of fun because uh, I, I I'm really amazed. You you have seized the reins of of really it's very furtive but truly exploding craft industry, and uh, as, as we were talking earlier, the the extent of this only hit me recently. Uh, but crafts last year alone in the U.S. were thirty billion dollar industry crafts now have their own big chain stores i've got this this uh editor of mine who leads a craft club and they go marauding about uh dangerously through all the craft stores and i guess my question here is why could you explain exactly what is spawning this this avalanche of crafting growth you know that is a great question and you have accurately identified that it is a really growing market. And I think there is a confluence of a few things. One, I think that people are feeling more disconnected than ever from other people, from doing things, Mm -hmm. from real. You know, we do so much of our interaction now on Facebook and social media and via text, right? Picking up the phone is kind of old-fashioned now. And so that desire to create something from scratch, to have that connection, because usually often you're, you're creating something with someone else, I think that really gives an ellipsis and a shape to your day, your week, your month. And, and then secondly, whether or not social media has drawn us closer together or made us further, more, further apart and more disconnected, no matter what side of that argument you're on, creativity is essential and it's essential in everyone's life and whether you're creative making a craft whether you're creative in how you decorate your house whether you're creative in your baking whether you sew it doesn't matter what it is 
everyone has some sort of creative pursuit they're doing. And whether they recognize it as a craft or as an art, everyone has a creative outlet. Good for you. I'm glad you said that. You know, it it is funny that uh, men always uh, laugh at the, at the at women getting beads and, and women always uh, poo poo men running around getting all these crazy tools. But the truth of it is, we are a tactically starved nation, and I think uh, with with a species whose main uh, defense and offense weapon is our creativity. We need to get an outlet, and we need people like you to help us with that. And uh, and speaking of your help, uh, just to spill the beans a bit, I understand that, that you're that you're rubbing your shoulders hard-pressed against your, your 16,000-square-foot uh, plant, and you're burgeoning off to a 25,000-square-foot shop. Uh, what are you going to stuff in a 25,000-square-foot shop? Well, if you can believe it, Bart, when you do handcraft provisions, so that's everything from the raw materials to manufacture soaps, toiletries, lotions, bath fizzies, eyeshadow, nail polish, there's over oh 2,500 different ingredients that go into those that Brambleberry sells in five sizes. Oh and it takes a lot of space. So, for example, we go through an entire tanker truck of coconut oil every three weeks. So we have so just imagine that's one really? product out of twenty five hundred. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's one product, and so we have we have two different warehouses now within a block of each other, and we're actually getting ready to spin off the kind of content creation arm of Brambleberry Soap Queen TV and SoapQueen.com, which is where I do I have over a hundred free instructional videos on how to create lip balms, bath fizzies, soap, and more, and we're getting ready to do our very own studio and move it out of the Brambleberry warehouses into its own creative center. And so, believe it or not, oh, we even have a it. third location coming. Wonderful. Uh, do, do you, by the way, uh, do, you, do you use Cleopatra's old trick of, of uh, selling belladonna you know, for, for, to, to make your mm. eyes look better? Uh, no, you, not you, that, because that's you, a poison. But but everybody is talking yeah, about right. bathing well, in milk too. And you know the lactic yeah, acid uh-huh. in milk is excellent for skin cell skin cell turnover. So it actually acts as a mild exfoliant. So she was onto something. Well, I think so. It's probably better than the Golden Sachs boys who try to bathe in money. But uh, at, at any rate, um, with that sort of tempting and uh, some nauseous today's Feast of Wisdom, now I think it's time for me now to uh, fulfill my duties as proper host and lay you before lay before you, I'm sorry, a few uh, utensils for furthering today's Feast of Wisdom. And the first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of chief executive officer of yourself. Now, since that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you take an honest look at your character, those adjectives, elements that announce what you are and see what needs developing? Or will you just blunder along reacting according to the creeds of others? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, I can sense your yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. So I am pulling it out as we speak. Here we go. Okay, okay, here we are. This is number 41. If you really, really get serious about everything you do, well, you probably will not like yourself any better than anyone else will. Uh, And as an afterthought, 
you know, being grimly serious is, is actually a destructively exclusive attitude, which, like uh, old scotch, is highly overpraised and highly overrated. Scowls and snarls never breed accomplishment, and if you laugh a little bit more, even at yourself, my friend, you just may be astonished at how willingly your co-workers are right there laboring beside you. And if you smirked a bit over that quip, you may thank the folks at Princeton Internet group uh, who, with good humor and expertise, handle all your web design and tech development needs. Just visit pingsite.com. That's P-I-N-G-S-I-T-E.com. And if you'd like a little bit more laughter, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com. Pick up your copy of 102 Best Business Quips, uh, and you are going to have a whole quiverful of shots that will target both brain and funny bone for all your fellow chain gangers at work. And as a third utensil, uh, we proffer you the answer to last week's business quotation. Now, that is the name of the author who noted, the only difference between death and taxes is that death doesn't get worse every time Congress meets. <laughs> and those words were spoken by none other than the astoundingly insightful humorist, the lasso and barb-tossing Will Rogers. So stick with us, because later on in the show, Blurting Your Way, comes yet another enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be, and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And if you're correct, your knowledge will earn you a life-bolstering gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, with all your utensils in hand, let's delve back into the well-crafted wisdom of Brambleberry's founding CEO, Miss Anne-Marie Feola. Anne-Marie, as I understand it, you are really a lifelong entrepreneur. You're beginning with hamsters in childhood and right up to your sprawling, many-tentacle business of, of Bramble, Brambleberry handcraft provisions. Uh, could you give us the story of what inspired a young corrections officer on her way up to turn around and, and launch Brambleberry. What brought that about? Right, correction officer to soap maker. There's not there's a pretty big deductive reasoning leap chasm there. <laughs> so uh, as, as you alluded to, I I was a corrections officer right out of college. I actually had been making soap and selling it all throughout high school and college. I started making soap when I was oh. about 16 years old. And I was a correctional officer, though, because I got my degree in psychology with an emphasis in corrections. And at the time, I went to school because I had a deep need to help people. I really wanted to make a difference in people's lives. And I thought psychology and corrections would be a really great place to do that. And so I became a corrections officer, and I worked uh, medium security prison. Uh And I taught victims awareness Hmm. classes and anger management classes. And then I worked Uh at a minimum security prison. And Uh in that time period, I had one gentleman who got out and was back in before I even finished my short stint as a correctional officer. And that was a really big eye-opening aha moment. Right. And. And the the big eye-opening, heartbreaking moment for me came when I was handed the stack of intake folders for 
all the prisoners coming in that week at the medium security prison to make sure I was to a large extent, yeah. well, and yeah. to make sure that I wasn't placing them kind of near each other if they were in you know rival gangs or rival religions and the like. Right. right. And the cycle of poverty and abuse, Bart. It was something that was so big uh-huh. and so devastating for me to read and really take in and realize that I had the best of intentions. And this was such a big, big, big issue that it was systemic. And so I started making soap at night. Well, at any rate, so you, you, you decided you needed, you took your gift and listen, this is a, a listen to this, my friend. She took, she had the gift, she had the passion, she had the drive, and she said, it's still available. I just need another venue. And off you went, right? Exactly. And so I started selling soap on the weekends, quit my job as a correctional officer. And then with that desire and passion to serve, thought to myself, wait, if I can make money selling soap on the weekends, other women can make money selling soap on the weekends. And so I put $15,000 on a credit card, started Brambleberry.com to sell all these raw materials, and then was off and running teaching people how to make soap and sell soap themselves. Okay, now that's fine. That's all well and good. But I got to tell you, there are hordes of women and men selling soap at flea markets and uh, on uh, little unknown Internet sites. They're scraping by for the most part. And then all of a sudden comes this lady from Washington who's built Brambleberry into this admirable empire. So, Emory, give us two, two good reasons, two, two, actually two things that you did or are doing that have made the difference for your uh, absolutely uh, meteoric growth. You know, you're right. There are a lot of people that are struggling in small business and wondering how it gets better or when it gets better, which is exactly why I wrote the Best Day Ever book, because I really wanted to share some of those mindset principles. But I think that two things that I was really able to do early on that made the difference was, one, I surrounded myself with a great team very early on. I had mentors and teachers that I turned to. I had a, a person that I knew with an MBA and I would fax my profit and loss to her every single month and say, so how am I doing? What should I be doing differently? I hired a business coach very early on when I had no money. And in fact, you know, Bart, I was $274,000 in debt at the age of 27 building up Brambleberry. You're you're Um, a true American, Anne-Marie. I think that's wonderful. Uh, uh, No, go ahead. It was it was a definite struggle. So I had, so even when I was $274,000 in debt, I was still paying for a business coach because I knew I could not do it alone. So I think the first thing I did was have that strong team and build that strong team very early because I recognized that I was not enough on my own. And then two, I think that there is a place for outworking and outlasting everyone. You know, seven years, Bart, I sold soap every weekend. So I would do Brambleberry during the day, make soap at night, package soap at night. Friday night, I would load up my little Subaru. I would put all the bars of soap that I made that week in there. I put my displays in there. I would drive to Spokane, Washington. I would drive to Idaho. And then I would sleep in my car, set up the next day, and sell soap for two straight days, making a 1000 or $2,000 mm-hmm. cash. And then I would drive back and I would do Brambleberry all day, every day, and do the soap thing again. And I would do that almost every weekend for four months out of the year so that I could survive. 
because Brambleberry wasn't paying me a paycheck, of course, not two hundred seventy four thousand dollars in debt. So I do think that the outworking, outlasting, and being willing to forego every single pleasure in life really did help. I didn't have heat in my house for two Christmases in a row because I could not afford it. Right, right. Thank goodness you uh, you don't live in Nome. I think that there is a lot to be, be put here, and I'd like to call this as a, a quill pen moment, uh, if you will. Uh, that is, a, this is a Anne Marie has just given us a timeless truth, and that is, so that you always, no matter how, that yes, you have hard work, and yes, you have your labor, but you should be constantly seeking the help and advice of others. Show them what you've done, get the results. That so. Dip your pens in the inkwell, scribble that down, and take it to heart, my friend. And if you've just joined us, you are listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the profoundly misperceived realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download it by visiting The Art of the CEO. And The Art of the CEO is presented under the sponsorship of Amsden Art and Design Company, helping businesses make great impressions on people who count. So uh, now, Anne-Marie, you are, uh, you're, you're really an expert, and, um, so I, and, and I'm, I'm anxious for your opinion here. This is what I want. I'm an old camper who's getting used to scraping by and, and making stuff on the road. Uh, and I've always told uh, my fellows that they can make really good soap the way their foremothers did. You, you take a, a large bucket or, or barrel, if you have it, of ashes, put it in, trickle a little bit of water down through it slowly and at a good pace, and what you've got is after that is a workable soap. I mean, how am I doing? Am I right? You are totally right. You are an expert in the making soap the old-fashioned way. And, in fact, when I got my master's in soap making, which you can get from the handcrafted soap and cosmetic skills. You can get a soap. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, they, you know, they that should, is one they of should the train people in government. Exam. I don't think they've done that with government for a while, but go ahead. Uh, so that's one of the final exams to go out and get all the ashes, make the soap, uh, and send it in. Oh no! So kidding. that people can, so that they can test it, and you have to write a paper on how you did it. And so that's exactly right. No, and it's kidding. actually a fascinating and amazing process. Uh, it, it's scientifically, it's just wow. Wow, yeah, and it is a. Uh, I mean, I've done it and and used it, and uh, I'm not going to wrap it up and 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 give it to my best beloved as a gift. But it's uh, like so many things, you know. If you can sew badly, or if you can make soap badly, you can get by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, I, now I know that, that from a master that that, that that she has been tested on this. I, I, I'm feeling amazingly gratified. <laughs> oh my! Before I get too far off in, in my uh, lunacy here. Uh, Emery, in your, your book, Live Your Best Day Ever, which I love the title of it, it really contains a whole series of, of brief uh, carpe diem strategies for, for bettering the odds of your success. Uh, and just as, as I read through it, would it be fair to say that this uh, is partly a catalog of Brambleberry's founding CEO's own experiences, even her blunders as well as her triumphs? 
Oh, absolutely. That's a great description. I, I feel like I was such a good student in that I was very lucky to stand on the shoulders of those who had come before me, both people I knew and didn't know, right? Oh, people whose books I really read and took in, people whose podcasts that I really took to heart. And I tried a lot of the strategies I was learning from many places. I read over 50 books a year, and I'm constantly trying good things that work and don't work. And so this book is designed to show, to tell people what has worked for me, and it's 35 strategies. So you can pick and choose a few that work for you and apply for you. And I do think that it does also talk about failures. It talks about some very difficult times in my life because one of the, the disservices I think we do as human beings, especially with social media, is we make everything Instagram perfect. And we don't talk oh, yeah, enough yeah. about the struggle and the hard times, and the time that you failed, but got back up. And so this book really is an up and down of how the last 20 years have been for me and what's worked and how you do change your mindset. So every day you're ready to go out and hit it hard again. I'm glad you said that because there's a couple of, uh, in, in the Victorian bathwater, we threw out some good character points. One of them is endurance and, and persistence. And we and and also, we don't even believe in hard times anymore. We, we Our business media assures us that gumption alone is, is the answer to all. So I'm glad to hear you say that. I really am. And uh, now, if you don't mind, I, I was kind of hoping... Uh, we could bring your business wisdom to where to be, uh to where we could could look at a few real situations i've i've collected a few uh actual folks and uh with we've got some real problems i i'm excuse me challenges we we only have challenges nowadays got to get my lingo right and uh, perhaps do you, would you like to try providing some of your experience counsel on a on a few situations oh well that sounds like a great opportunity Okay. Well, we'll give you one before before we race off to the break. And this is someone who really needs to read your book. He is an idea-rich marketing expert. We're going to call him Don, uh, and that's not his name. Don is, is absolutely overflowing with original plans and tactics to bring his clients' services b- before potential buyers. He's really good at it. He, he knows film. He knows print. He knows social. He, he knows all the media. And but somehow Don is just a disaster when it comes to fulfillment. The film projects don't quite make it on time. The press releases are late. The, he, uh, the seminars quite but don't reach fruition. Other than marrying a rich widow, what would you have this poor boy be doing? You know, what's funny, even if he did marry a rich widow, those things wouldn't change, right? Because that is an accountability problem. That's an accountability opportunity to himself, right? And I think that in my book, Strategies 3, which is you can't divorce success from discipline. And Strategy Uh 4, success can be systematized, replicating small victories every day. And then Strategy 15 around accountability, using practical tools to keep yourself aligned with your goals, could really help, right? Because if you're a disaster at fulfillment, it's because you're breaking small promises to yourself every day, right? You either overscheduled yourself so you weren't able to do it, or you just didn't do it because for whatever reason – you got busy with something else. It wasn't important to you. And those are things that you can change. You can discipline yourself to become someone that delivers. You can discipline yourself so much that people look at you and they say, oh, that Don, he never misses a deadline. He's totally accountable. Oh, yeah, ask him. He'll get it done. 
it just it that takes time it takes willpower it takes a plan and it takes replicating the boring tasks every single day oh good for you i'm glad to hear you say it i i just know in my own case uh when i the one thing that was the making of me as as a journalist was every time i got an assignment i i started the my response was consider it done and it had to be uh so um we are we're and and speaking of keeping our eye on the time here this is that I'm losing my job here uh so um with all all Anne Marie's uh marvelous strategies and enthusiasms and our mind is swimming with them I think at this point we really need to take a brief uh, sorbet from our feast of wisdom and allow me to introduce to you the companies by whose good graces we are here today and the first company um uh, is the Art of the CEO's presenting sponsor, uh, Amsden Art and Design, down in Browns Mills, New Jersey. i got to tell you, Dorothy Amsden's shop is where, my friend, you're going to find quality. Have you ever picked up a book and felt as if your eyes were just sort of drawn to read on and into it? That's the quality layout difference. She's done it for our books, and I think you're going to like what she's going to do for, for yours. And also for your next published report, if you want to be striking and engaging, but you know, without all this, the senseless glitz uh, that you see so much of today, if, if that's what you seek, just wriggle your little emailing digits and contact Dorothy at amsdenart at amsdenart.com. Let me spell it better than I say it, please. Uh, D-O-R-O-T-H-Y at A-M-S-D-E-N-A-R-T dot com. And while we're on the subject of caring quality, I'd, let me tell you about uh, our episode sponsor, Princeton Internet Group. The, the CEO there, Rob Frieda, and his exquisitely capable team, really know how to handle personally uh, websites. They, they do our own, the art of the CEO.com website. And more than technically expert, Rob and Martin and the, the entire crew over there, they have an instinctive feel for what your business or individual wants. They've been handling Fortune 500 uh, and small companies since 1998. They burble with solid creative ideas. And most important, I, I think, Princeton Internet Group embraces your personal goals. They've got that feel. So if you seek uh, some capable hands for your web or your tech challenges, reach out to Princeton Internet Group at pingsite.com, P-A-N-G-S-I-T-E.com. And by the way, while you're there on uh, Bartsbooks.com website, take, uh, don't take, click on that little blue mailbox because that was going to send, winging your way through the eternal enigma of email, a fresh new quip each week, absolutely free. It'll give you uh, a little laughter and a little wisdom that will astound and appall you. And so now, returning to some wisdom that will astound, but not in any way appall you, let's uh, cock our entrepreneur there's back to Miss Anne-Marie Fiola, who is going to give us our best business day ever. And let me give you another uh, challenge, if I may, Anne-Marie. Here's one. Absolutely. Um, here's what you say in your book. Uh, that, this, that you, you state that passion plus experience equals success. And... Um, that's that works for some, but it doesn't work for poor Ellen. Ellen loves computers. Ellen, she's sort of a quiet, soft-spoken, absolute wizard uh, who has developed a, a, a giant step improvement piece of software for banks uh, and accounting handling acquisitions uh, when they're handling acquisitions. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I've seen it. And the 
it, and it's it's great. Everyone loves her idea. She puts it out, talks at banks and conferences, and no one responds to it. She's advertised in the, the tech of the bank and trade magazines, and the whole world ignores both it and Ellen. So what's a poor girl to do, Anne-Marie? That's a great question. So I guess my first my first question is, so everybody loves it, but they're not willing to pay for it. So do they love it that much? Ah, and what, what would it take for them to want to pay for it? And so that's where you, uh, strategy eight from the book, looking at failure from a new perspective, that's the, on a scale of one to 10, how am I doing? Really? How am I doing? And y- she would want to change that from on a scale of one to 10, what would make you pay for the software? How willing are you to pay for the software right now? What would make you willing to pay for it? What features is it missing uh, that, that you would need to be well paying done. for it? Now, you mentioned that Ellen is a little bit more quiet and soft-spoken and a wizard. And so I'm yep. wondering, strategy 14, enlist others when you plan. I'm kind of wondering if she's a quiet, soft-spoken, absolute wizard, and she might not be a good self-promoter then. She might not be the best yeah. person to be going and asking for the sale. So aside from figuring out what features and benefits people would pay for, right, they love it, good job, but they're not willing to pay for it. So they don't love it that much. Maybe getting another person, a friend or you know, a partner to go in and actually do the clothes and do that shark thing where, well, if I made you this, you think show, a would loud you do mouth it today? radio show host kind of person would, would be right? You know, it very well could be. After all, those types of people love to talk for a living, right? They really can put themselves out there. Endlessly. The fear of failure isn't quite there. It's shutting yeah. them up that's the tough part I've heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, I have a whole – I've got a whole list of people who are who are down and out and desperately need your help. So so I'm, we're, we're, we are going to have to have you back. But before we, I, before we let you escape – Emery, uh, I, I have to ask you two more questions because the people really, really need to know this. First of all, if I'm a craft maker and I'm seeking ingredients for, for my craft or I'm a would-be entrepreneur, I want to be a franchiser and, and want to get some sort of scale-tipping business lore, how do I get in touch with you? You know, thanks for asking. I love to talk to crafters, and so I'm at Brambleberry on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and then my personal account, which is kind of where you see what I'm making next. Like right now I'm really into cheese making, so you see a lot of that, is Anne Marie Creates, A-N-N-E-M-A-R-I-E creates or in recreate. And then there's bestdayever.com, soapqueen.com, and, of course, brambleberry.com. Okay, now how do I get a copy of Live Your Best Day Ever? I'm so glad you asked. So you can buy it, of course, at Amazon.com. Brambleberry.com is giving away a free daily scheduler planner if you buy it at Brambleberry.com. Or you can buy it at BestDayEver.com or Barnes & Noble. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, I trust it's doing well. It certainly deserves to to be read based on uh, only knowing the uh, savvy and uh, compassionate wisdom. Of, of its of its author, so uh, I'll I'd like I'll say goodbye only if you promise that I, I can seduce you back on later in another show and we can you can help uh, more people solve some problems. Will, will you come back? Oh Bart, that would be that would be wonderful, and I'll do you one better. I'm going to send you some handmade soap today, so you can really see that handmade is best made when it comes to soap. 
Oh, good, it's because what I what I told what I'm using is is really rather tragic. Uh, yes, as I told you. Anyway, I would love it. It would be a great gift. And uh, Emre, I thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely, and we will, thank you for uh, having we'll have me. you back real soon. Thank and so you. as we round out today's feast, uh, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. Who was it who said, a goal is a dream with a deadline? Uh, and as a hint, uh, this author was America's original self-help author who had something in common with Mr. Bonaparte. And I'll let you figure what it is. And if you, if you ponder that quotation. Remember that it was brought to you by the folks at Princeton Internet Group, uh, your authority for web design and technological development. Just visit them at pingsite.com. And, and if you know the author of this quote, just scribble his name down as you believe it to be and send that right off to info at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely life-changing, uh, career-igniting gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot... In the words of my wife's husband, sweat, tireless creativity, and passion make your product more attractive to you. Alas, I do not say it necessarily makes it more attractive to others. <laughs> and do tune in next week to The Art of the CEO because you are going to hear all about the revenue potential from pirates, treasure hunters, and archaeologists with pirate ship archaeologist Mr. Christopher Maycourt, who has, um, is now handling the loot that pirates once owned and bringing it up for all of us to see and behold. You do not want to miss this. And to those of you gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as Anne-Marie and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember, you may download this show and all our shows at theartoftheceo.com. And finally to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it's been a privilege. I thank you. Thank you so much for having me on.